0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right
1: now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG 13.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back into the BT Powerhouse podcast. It is. Thursday, October twenty six, two thousand seventeen. My name is Thomas Bendit. I'm the host of the podcast, and as always, uh, the manager of the site. So, we are continuing our season preview series. Been a busy week on the podcast here. We we've rattled through a lot of the teams, and we're we're rolling along. But we'll be moving on to the Wisconsin Badgers tonight, and we have a, a really cool guest on to chat about Wisconsin. Uh, that's Bart from the T-Rank. Hey, man, how's it going tonight? Good. Good. How you doing, Thomas? Good. Happy to have you on. Um, I, I believe you've been on here before, but usually as a uh, sort of advanced stats guy to just kind of break down the conference. Um, but this time we got you on to, to chat about Wisconsin specifically. I know you're a, a Badgers guy yourself. Um, let's right into it um you know last season uh <laughs> yeah Um, uh, you know powering through these um but last season I i don't want to call it a step back um for greg guard you know certainly wisconsin overall had a, a really nice season uh they end up making the sweet 16 they lose to florida in a very tight overtime game um i always like to start with last season just because i think it kind of sets the table um, what did you make sure. of last season? I know there's a lot of um departures that we'll will hit on here in a second. Um, but what did you make of last season overall? Um obviously the, the finish was a little bit disappointing considering how the bracket shook out. Um what did you think of last right. season, I guess, overall?
0: Yeah, it was a it was definitely an up and down season. You know, it was uh they had everybody coming back last year, um coming off uh um Greg Gard's you know, first year, um where um they uh so expectations were high. You know, it was one of those seasons there's there's a few teams in the Big Ten like this this year, I think Northwestern and Minnesota where, you know, they overachieved a little bit last year maybe, bring everybody back, so you think, well this is the year and that's kinda of where the Badgers were last year. I think they started out in the top ten last year, were pretty much the favorite um in the Big Ten and uh you know they 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 just never really got any huge wins last year right in the in the non-conference they lost at Creighton they lost to North Carolina I think in Maui um but they beat everybody they were supposed to beat um and then they went through a rough stretch in the Big 10 towards the end um after uh, um starting off pretty well um but like you said the, it, it ended with the sweet 16 Um that's kind of how you judge the season in the end. Um, I don't really remember the final moments of the season very well. I can't really tell you what happened there, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, they great. They had a great win in the tournament. They beat Villanova after uh, you know, the disappointing seeding getting the eighth seed, drawing the number one overall seed in the tournament, the second round. Um, but I was actually okay with that because, it gave us a chance to have a big game, you know, get a big memory out of it, and it worked out. It was a, a great win, great moment for Nigel. Um, so I feel like, you know, those seniors went out pretty well. Um, they got a great win, um, got to the Sweet 16 for the I think it was I think it was four years in a row. Um, so those those guys went mm-hmm. to the Sweet 16 every year, um, and just to set the table for this year they're all gone. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the that's the story for Wisconsin this year. It's it's a new cast with uh, I guess you could call it a spin-off. Um you got you got Ethan Happ getting his own show now and uh we'll we'll see what the the writers have in store.
1: Mhm. That's a good point, you know, as far as the quote-unquote big wins, you know, for those who are uh, Ken Prom fans, I know you're obviously a fan of T-Rank, which is mm-hmm. sort of your uh I don't want to call it a rival, but a similar rating system. Um, Copycat. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, regardless, um, you know, for those who are uh, Ken Palm advanced stats believers um, during the regular season and the big 10 tournament, Wisconsin's highest win was actually against Michigan at home in mid-January. Wolverines finished at 20th on Ken Palm and certainly Michigan was not that good of a team in January. Uh, they improved a lot towards the end of the season. So I, I think um, when you sit back and look at it, yeah, they they really didn't have any huge wins during the season. You know, Villanova was a huge one in in March, but, um, but nonetheless, you know, you bring up a good point and that's, you know, they're losing a, a really historic senior class for the Badgers. One that generally speaking, you don't expect to come around that often, but, but nonetheless, the the Badgers will be faced with the task of replacing uh, what I what I think is three to four starters, kind of how you uh, gauge some of these guys, I guess. But certainly three at least. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you make of these off season departures? Are these guys um, th- that can be replaced, or ones you you just hope you can sort of pick up pick it up elsewhere? Um, and and usually I I like to divide the departures and newcomers. Um, but with Wisconsin, there's so many departures. I I feel like they go toe in toe. So, uh, of the, of the newcomers and or, you know, younger guys trying to step up, uh, who do you think can fill some of those roles?
0: Sure. So, you know, they've got Ethan Happ coming back. He's the known quantity. You know, I think he's, he's got some pre, pre, um, preseason All-American lists, certainly preseason Big Ten. Um, people know him. Um, and then you're right, they lose four starters. They lose the point guard, Bronson Koenig, um, shooting guard, Zach Showalter, you know, power forward, Beetle Brown, and um, three guy, another, another forward, and Nigel Hayes. Um, can they be replaced? I mean, there's no obvious replacements um, for a lot of these guys. Um, point guard is probably the only one where you feel relatively – confident about what's coming back and that's Dimitri Trice who got a lot of minutes last year and had a pretty impressive uh, year as a true freshman um, especially shooting the ball earlier in the year he kind of tailed off towards the end I think he was you know reverting to the mean a little bit but he uh, he did a pretty good job running the running the floor uh, running the team as a as a true freshman so I think most Badger fans are pretty confident that they're okay at point guard um, obviously, he's not a superstar. Um, he's not a highly touted recruit like Koenig was. Um, more of a diamond in the rough. More of a typical uh, Badger guy. Um, he's got some good bloodlines, obviously. he's uh, His older brother, uh, um, his first name I'm blanking on, but we'll call him Trice. Played for Michigan State, obviously. Had a good career there. Um, oh, uh, Travis? <laughs> yeah, Travis Trice, exactly. Um, and so that's a that's a relatively certain starter i would say in trice um and the other guard position will probably be, probably be uh, Brevin pretzel who um played a little bit last year not a whole lot um he he's a redshirt sophomore missed his freshman year with a foot injury he was a fairly highly rated recruit um for Wisconsin, at least, I think he was a top 100 guy a couple of years ago. He's a shooter. Um, I think he'll I think he'll step in and start this year. And I think you know. So the Badgers went on a tour, uh, foreign tour this summer to Australia, and so that was kind of well timed because they've got all these new players. Um, and guard started a different starting lineup every every game. Each uh, they played five games in a different starting lineup each game. They' had a different leading score each game and none of none of the games it was half so um they certainly were trying trying things out to see who's going to step up um and in the first game I believe it was the first game Pritzel hit seven threes, so that's what he is he's a shooter well, um, and that's what they need obviously because they've got to, you know the the the, the main cog on the offense is going to be even half down low, but he can't shoot and so they need and he's going to get double teamed, so they need guys who can shoot and Pritzel is going to step in and, and fill that role in the shooting guard spot, hopefully. Um, and I'm pretty confident about that. Um, and then you've got, uh, another returning guy is Khalil Iverson, um, who is most famous for dunking, <laughs> you know, that's guy, he's a really athletic, <laughs> uh, leaper kind of guy who has a, um, still has a, has a ways to go as far as, um, more of the basketball skills he's shown flashes um so he's kind of like an Orlando Tucker guy um from Badger history who you know you might think develop or 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 um Ola Depot or the Depot Ananobi one of those guys mm-hmm. who's got a lot of raw skills uh, a lot of raw um, athleticism and hopefully he can develop into a, a complete basketball player um so th- there's you know there's some optimism about him we just haven't seen it yet whether he can really uh, develop all those tools. Um, But he's got the skills to play defense and and dunk the ball. We know that. Um, Obviously, he got Hap at the five. The big question mark for the team is who's going to be the fifth starter, um, sort of at the four spot. And typically, you know, the Badgers would want a a shooting big man um, there. And – you know, the story for the Badgers is always that some junior just materializes um, and and nobody knows about him except for Badgers fans, and all of a sudden he's on, you know, first team big time, something like that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm not so sure that's going to happen this year um, because we've got a few juniors who are in that role. There's um, Alex Hill the guy who's gotten the chance um to play last year just never really he just has not shown the confidence in his shot he hesitates and has hasn't hasn't gotten it done um it seems like he must hit him in practice because he's got the green light obviously but hasn't shown the confidence yet and it's, it's showed in games um the most intriguing guy there is um andy van vliet who's a, a guy from belgium belgium in his third year, he was ineligible his first year for some stupid NCAA um, rule that I don't even understand, but uh, um, (laughs) he's a seven footer, very tall. He's uh, um, I think his I think his neck is like 18 inches long. Um, And, but he's a shooter. He's a finesse guy, Um, but with real length. So, Um, The the kind of a scuttlebutt is that he may be the fifth starter. Um, His big problem was kept him off the floor is defense. He hasn't bought previously is clearly not bought into playing defense the way the Badgers coaching staff requires guys to play defense. Um, There's been some stories though, that uh, he was uh, pretty much had decided to transfer after last season, but then had an epiphany um, and decided that, you know, the coaching staff was right and he's wrong and supposedly he's bought in. So who knows, you know, if that's just some kind of narrative, but, um, that's, I would say that's the great hope for this year that Andy Van Vliet, who
1: during his ineligible
0: year was the, uh, was the mythical, uh, best man, best guy in practice, you know, scorching everybody. So we'll see. We'll see about that. Always one. Um, <laughs> yep, exactly. Last year actually was a guy named Alim Aleem Ford who red shooter for the Badgers last year, mm-hmm. um, who's, who's a small forward. Um, but that has kind of tailed off. He's not I don't think he's in the rotation this year in all likelihood. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of the returning guys. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm missing anybody. Um, I guess the other returning guy is Charlie Thomas, who's a who's another junior, big man, um, who's shown some flashes. It seems like he's got a decent touch, Could could be a shooter, but just hasn't – hasn't put it all together. Um, and so it's those three guys, Charlie Thomas, um, um, Andy Van Vliet, and Alex Hill One of those guys is going to probably be starting. Um, and um, I'm not real confident that any of them is going to be the, um, mm. the uh, guy who just emerges out of nowhere. If there is one, it's probably Van Vliet. Um, but we'll see. Um, I would say in the past, you know, these guys, show up out of nowhere to your average Big Ten fan, but Badgers fans know about them. They've seen the glimpses. They've heard the scuttlebutt. Um, This class, so far, (laughs) I don't think any Badgers fans are real confident that that they know that somebody's waiting in the wings. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's just the issue of, you know, we don't don't have Bo Ryan anymore. Um, It's Greg Gard, and Greg Gard's had a great start to his uh, coaching career, but... I you know Greg Gard still has to prove that he's um up to Bo Ryan's caliber, um because that's a very high bar, obviously. And I'm not mm-hmm. just gonna assume that because Greg Gard has learned all Bo Ryan's mannerisms and catchphrases that he is Bo Ryan. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully he is. Um <laughs>
1: Yeah, those are kind enough. of the returners. Fair I don't enough. know if
0: you want me to keep talking. I'll, I'll happily just keep talking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, um, no. That that was great. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of with you as well. Uh, I I think the departures are obviously substantial. I mean, if you look in any general statistical category, they're going to be massive when you lose four guys yeah. who play starter minutes, including mm-hmm. certainly two of your top three, and and I mean, uh, you. I guess four of your top five, uh, depending on how you, you sit through, sift through yeah, things fair. here. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, Hap is going to be a, a mainstay up front, certainly. He'll be in play for Big Ten Player of the Year, all, first team all Big Ten. But outside of that, a lot of question marks. Uh, I, I think Trice could be set up for a nice season. I think Iverson is going to move into a, a much bigger role. And, and Pritzel, I, I, I think, is a certainly, as you said, I mean, a guy who – really could emerge, you know, if he can develop some of the other stuff outside of maybe just the shot, uh, you know, sky's the limit for a guy like that in today's game. Um, But, you know, I I think depth is going to be a little bit of a concern, which is usually a rare thing to say about Wisconsin uh, over the last decade or so. Um, Usually it seems like they can go 10 deep or so randomly uh, (laughs) on on any night. Um, But that that four-stop, excuse me, that four spot looks like a concern. Um I I like Van Vliet there. Um we'll we'll see what he can he can do, but certainly nothing close to proven. And moreover, you know, mm-hmm. one of those guys who I would assume is it, gonna be Eilekin or maybe Thomas, uh probably not. I don't at least I wouldn't think. Is also gonna have to play some backup minutes behind Hap. Um, you know, yeah. for as good as Hap is, I mean he he can't play forty minutes a night, especially as a uh, a big man, I mean, for those wondering, you know, he was one of the Big Ten's best players last year. He played sixty eight percent of Wisconsin's minutes, so somebody is going to have to play some some real minutes there. So, I mean, um, really, you're you're worried about depth at the four and the five. Um, I, I think there's a lot of nice guys uh, in the backcourt, and and we should mention as well they're bringing in a couple new newbies, um, Kobe mm-hmm. King uh Brad Davison uh Davison's a fringe top 100 guy uh Nathan uh Rovers who's going to be playing at the, the 4 I, w- I would assume um yep. what do you what do you think about him do you, you think he's a redshirt guy do you think I mean he's a uh four star uh 60 uh fifth uh rated recruit nationally um do you think he's a instant plug and play guy or do you think he's a guy who's going to go through the uh the Wisconsin ringer here in red shirt a year. Right.
0: I think uh it's up in the air. Um nobody really knows. That's a good question. Um I think in a lot of years he would be a redshirt guy because I mean we're all very excited about him. He's got a lot of talent, but he is still a little bit he's got a little bit of filling out to do. Um, so it's it's unclear whether he's really ready to bang in the Big Ten. Um but he can shoot is the word. Um he can play offense and um, he's going to be a good player. He's going to be a guy 2 years from now that everybody knows. Um in all likelihood um if it, and you know if it were a normal year and the Badgers had proven guys upperclassmen ready to step in, probably be a red shirt. Um but this year with um, with three guys there at that spot in those you know in the, in the front court who have gotten a chance um, but haven't really taken advantage of it, Reivers is going to get a shot. Um, to play. Um, and so it's just a matter of, is he ready? Um, and does he want to do it? I think I don't, my personal guess, I guess we'll just call it a guess is he's not going to redshirt, shirt. <laughs> um, and that he's going to get a chance to play. Um, um, you know, nowadays um, with, with grad transfers and stuff, I, I think we're going to see fewer and fewer redshirts, even on the Badgers. Um, I think um, people are just going to, you know, get ready there you know, why why red when you can just keep playing and then transfer if things don't work out, you know, for your last <laughs> year. Um Fair enough. not that not that I'm saying that's gonna happen there, but that's kind of my gut. Um mm-hmm. and so that, there's a real chance of that. And and overall, like you said, the freshman class is it's one of the best recruiting classes the badgers have ever had, um in my opinion. Um you got a top seventy five guy there in Reavers and Davison, borderline top one hundred Kobe King is a guy who, um, I'm not, I don't really follow recruiting that closely, but my understanding is he fell um, because he was injured. And, and he led, and the Badgers just had their sort of inter-squad public scrimmage the other day, and he was the leading scorer, um, put on a show. And you, this guy is, he is built. He's um, a solid guy, ready to play Big Ten basketball, um, can score at all three levels, can defend. Um, I think he's gonna play a lot this year. Um, and Davison is a similar story. He's he's a little bit of the classic uh badger combo guard, um, like mm-hmm. Josh Gosser type, although you know, Josh Gosser but was not a highly rated recruit like Davison so um so people are excited about Davison. He's you know kind of a quarterback mentality, um a lead a vocal leader. Um, even as a freshman. So both those guys are going to play as true freshmen for sure. Um, they're in the top seven, I think, mm-hmm. um, definitely the top eight. Reavers, Reavers it kind of depends um, what happens with the, do these any of these juniors like Gilligan or Thomas, do they take a step up um, from what they've shown, which is possible, you know, because you know, one of the strengths, sort of the subtle strengths of the Badger program is that um, a couple years – uh, makes a difference in college, right? Being older, um, is an advantage, um, even over talent sometimes. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that's, you know, a lot of times badgers are just older than other people. And that helps. Um, um, I did want to uh, respond to your point about backing up half, which is a good one. And I, I think that's, that's a definite role for Thomas, um, who is a big body. I mean, he's a gigantic guy. um, yeah. And he can go out there and he can hold his own on defense against big men. Um, he can he can maybe you know guard the five and let Hap um, sort of free roam a little bit um, and not have to guard the best post player on their side. Yeah. So he'll get some running time because of that for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I just think it's a lot of times we forget you know that uh, even even the elite players do not play 40 minutes a game, especially up front. So it's something to keep an eye on as as we move into this season. But, yeah, as far as the newcomers go, I like Davison a lot. Um, He he was a guy who uh, you just look at him and, you know, he doesn't pop off as a guy with a lot of NBA upside, but he's a guy that you just watch him play and you think, yeah, this is going to be one of those four-year college guys where, you know he goes into his senior year and people are like this guy is right. still playing um <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just he he comes off as one of those guys uh maybe maybe i'm wrong um but he he's he was recruited by a lot of the midwest powers really smart mm-hmm. player I, I think he's going to fit in very well with what wisconsin does and the, their system um and uh you know with like Reavers as well uh he, i think it, for wisconsin he, he to me is one of the biggest wild cards on the team because if he can hit, uh, Wisconsin suddenly is is looking like they have a very dangerous lineup. Um, but you know if he comes in, needs a little time to develop, which uh, I I tend to agree with you. I I think he's probably the rawest of these three, but his you know end potential might be better than all of them uh, mm-hmm. as far as the recruiting class goes. But uh but yeah, I, I think Davison can step in immediately off the bench. I think King as well looks like he might be able to contribute early, which would be good news. But it's gonna be a cast of characters, which certainly isn't anything too new for Wisconsin fans. Um, you know, they're used to the depth, but uh it it should be a growing process and we'll we'll see how they develop. But um I, I do know we, we touched on this earlier, but I, I do like to ask it. Um, you know, coming into the season, there are a lot of question marks. This is going to be a, a new look team, even though uh, a lot of the players will be the same. Um, what What are your biggest concerns coming into the season? What are you most optimistic about? Uh, so, what what should fans be thinking about here as as we roll into the season?
0: Well, the concerns are definitely, um, you know in the front court is somebody going to step up and help Hap out in the front court is one of these juniors going to step into and be a reliable starter. Um, I got, who can play starters minutes. Um, that's, uh, that's the big mystery, you know, the big question mark coming in here. Um, and you know, history would say, yes, it's going to happen history, <laughs> Badgers history. Um, but, um, so I think everybody is sort of maybe arrogantly hopeful um that it'll happen, but that's the big concern. Um, you know, the optimism is um, first the freshman class. This is something that the badgers don't generally have, um, is two or three guys who look ready to play um and have a have an opportunity mm-hmm. to play. So it's kind of exciting. Um and what, what I think is an possible analogy for the Badgers this year is kind of like Maryland last year um, where they lost a lot. Um, they still had Melo Trimble coming back, but didn't have a lot coming around him. They had this, they had three pretty good freshmen, but it wasn't like, you know, these weren't five-star guys. Um, but then all three of them turned out to be freshmen who were ready to play, and Maryland was a really good team because of that. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the model that I think if, if the Badgers are a solid, you know, if they have their typical four or five seed year, um, that they've had over the past decade. That's that'll that'll be the reason is because of two of these freshmen are ready to play and and really shine.
1: Mhm. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think for me the uh, the big uh, optimistic point to start off with is you know you have a track record here. As a program, you know, you've had a, a very similar system for, for years running, and and certainly that starts with HAP. You know, you have a mm-hmm. big proven star that you can lean on when you need to. And I, I think moreover, you know, you're a little bit more, at least me, I guess, uh, you know, I'm a little bit more confident in this guy, you know, this third-year guy who hasn't shown a lot, if he's been in this system that has shown, hey, we can get a guy who – hasn't done much his first two years to break out as a junior. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, a program where guys who are, you know, the role players for a season and then the next season they can step up. And there's certainly no debating that uh, Wisconsin has done that over the last decade or so. Um, On the flip side, I mean, there's no denying Wisconsin is losing a lot. Uh, I, I think you can make an argument they're losing as much if not more than any other big 10 team this season. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you disagree with that, but I, I, I'd be hard-pressed. No, I think that's I right. Yeah. Who's anyone who's losing more than this? Um, now with that said uh, teams have lost a lot and, and still been good. You know, it's not a death sentence or, or anything like that, but it, it, it is reality. You know, you're replacing some guys who have done some big things for the Badgers, uh, Koenig specifically. I mean, Mr. Ice <laughs> over the last couple of years. I mean, how many right. big shots did that guy make? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's something, you know, even if you find a guy as good as him, I don't know how who you're going to find for the last five minutes that can do what he did. Um, you know, right. Hayes, who has been such a, a – Diverse player for them, you know, so many different roles as they needed him. So I, I think there's a there's a lot of big shoes to fill, um, and add some key roles, which is, which is going to be a challenge. And you know, I wouldn't say this is necessarily a positive or a, or a negative, um, but you know, as you said, you know, this is a big season for Greg Gard. This is really the first one where uh, mm-hmm. these are truly his guys. I mean, we all know he recruited significantly with yeah. with Bo Ryan. So to an extent, they've always been his guys. But but really this is the season where um you know at least going back before, I mean, virtually all the key players were already solid players when Bo Ryan stepped down. Um so this is really where, okay, yeah. you know, his freshmen are gonna be contributing. His guys he's recruited uh as a head coach are, are gonna be in key roles. So I mean um It'll be interesting to watch. I, I certainly don't think he should be judged solely on, you know, what happens this season, but uh, it will be interesting to watch here. Uh, heading into, you know, what's really his his tenure here um, in Madison to, right. to see what he can do. But, um, but yeah, I, I think there are reasons to think Wisconsin will be good. There are reasons to be a little bit skeptical or at least, uh, um, I don't know, hesitant to buy into them continuing their just – uh, incredible run here uh of right. top 4 big 10 finishes and NCAA tournaments etc cetera, etc cetera. uh the list goes on um yeah. but uh but with with this uh you know another topic i always like to ask on these uh podcast previews are you know who do you think is going to be the top guy uh you know with with key players returning um however with wisconsin i, I feel like it's pretty obvious uh it's going to be <laughs> yeah. half happen- um, right. So, who who do you think is going to be the second, the number two guy on this team? I
0: guess um, out of the rest of the roster. Yeah, good question. Um, I think this, you know, probably the second most important guy is going to be Trice, because um, um, he's going to be running the show. Um, ball's going to be in his hand, um, and you know, like I as I said earlier, he had a great start to the season last year um, was really came out of nowhere. Um, you know, badgers don't play true freshmen very much. And last year they returned, they returned 99% of the minutes last year. And yet this true freshman ended up playing, you know, solid backup played almost 50% of the minutes. Um, and, but he kind of tailed off. He seemed like he hit a little bit of a wall. Um, who knows? It could just be, you know, variants, but he tailed off towards the end of the year. Uh, but now the, but now it's his show. In the backcourt And So If the The trice we saw Glimpses of Early in the year As a backup Is, is the true trice um, Then That's a great thing For the Badgers If they can just Rely on him To be the point guard For the next three years um, and He doesn't have to be A big scorer he, he just needs to be a guy Who can Catch and shoot You know they, The Badgers should be able To get open shots Um From Out of double teams Teams double teaming half Um you know, I think last year he was he went through some typical stuff that freshman point guards go guards go through. Um, just a little bit over aggressive at times, a little bit indecisive, but those are the things that get better, at, obviously with with experience. And um, so I think he probably is the second most important player um, at this point. But it is it is hard to say because you can think of a lot of different answers to that question. I mean, these freshmen. Um, potentially developing, you know, Brad Davison could step into that role, um, realistically speaking and be kind of the floor general. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. So, um, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, fair enough. Um, I, I think there's a, there's a lot of potential routes, as you mentioned, I, I mm-hmm. have a similar opinion. I think it's going to be Trice. I, I think he's the guy who you, you just look at and think he's uh, the most proven, quote-unquote, of, of the returners. I, I think he's primed to take a, a step forward, and it should be interesting to watch his development. And certainly, you know, if it's going to be someone else. The guys who really pop out would be Iverson. I, I really, you know, as I said, I really like Davison a lot. I think he's a guy with a lot of potential down the road. I'll be curious to see how he hits the ground running. I think he'll do well. Um, I think he will compete for, for major minutes. I'm not sure if he's ready to be the second-best player on the team, but, uh, but you know, that's probably yeah. an unfair uh, standard for a true freshman. So uh, that's, right. that's how high it would go. But but with that, uh, let's let's jump into the schedule here for a second. Um, All right. Uh, Wisconsin uh, set up for a – pretty challenging non-conference slate here you know they get some of these uh what i would refer to as trap games you know they're going to get yale uh they get xavier Mm -hmm. which really isn't a trap game um (laughs) that's just a a straight up difficult game uh they're going to go at virginia they get temple in in a road game they get marquette uh what are your thoughts as far as the non-conference
0: goes and uh can wisconsin survive this i guess yeah, it's pretty brutal, um, in my opinion. Um, you know, they got the. It's gonna. We're gonna know a lot pretty early about the Badgers, um, at least if they're really good. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if, if they're a young team that develops, that could still happen even if they go through some struggles. But if they're really good, we'll know pretty quick. Um, you know, Yale at home. Yale's going to be a contender in the Ivy League for sure. Um, they're a good solid top one hundred team, I think. And obviously, the Badgers should win if at home, but it's going to be their second game with a, with a new look team. So that's definitely a trap game. Um, then Xavier at home after that, that's just a, that's just a marquee matchup. Um, obviously a, a rematch of the tournament game a couple of years ago where Kana to get the, um, uh, the buzzer beater. So Xavier mm-hmm. will probably be ready to, uh, try to get some revenge <laughs> for that. They've still got some players from that team who are playing, um, and then they go on the Badgers have a little uh, – I think it's in Kansas City or something, they've got a little two-game tournament, um, Baylor, and then they'll play the winner, uh, whoever, um, between Creighton and UCLA, I believe. So they could end up playing UCLA as well on this schedule. Um, and Creighton's obviously a decent team as well. Um, those are So that's going to be three games before Thanksgiving, um, four games even that are losable at least, and three games where, you know, you could easily see them Losing, even if they're a pretty good team, um, so very challenging. And then the, in the Big Ten ACC challenge, they drew at Virginia, which is you know obviously um, must-see TV. Um, at, uh, <laughs> um Virginia is actually one where um, there's a lot of disagreement. I think about how good they're going to be this year. They lost a lot, um, mm-hmm. but I actually think they're going to be. I think they're going to be the same as it ever was. Obviously, Tony Bennett is just an amazing coach and. They've got some, mm-hmm. some. They've got a bunch of top 100 guys on that roster. Um, they got two top 100 recruits who redshirted last year coming in. Um, so I think they're going to be good. I've just got that marked off as an L. Um, so it's kind of a no lose situation as a fan. Just to see what happens. Um, <laughs> but I'm not expecting anything out of that. Um, and then, like you said, at Temple too. That's you know, Temple is obviously not. Uh, great team, but they're a solid major conference team. Um, and it's at Temple. So I'm not real confident about that. The Badgers are going to lose some games in the non-conference um, is, is the answer. And so they just got to get enough wins. The flip side of, the, of that is they've got opportunities to get some good wins to, uh, it, which is, which is good for what they're probably going to be, which is a bubble team. Um, and, you know, ultimately the, the committee really um, places a high priority on getting those wins over top 50, you know, top 50 teams or even top 25. So they've got a few chances for those. And if they can beat, if they can beat Xavier, if they can beat um, Baylor or UCLA, then they're really set up nicely. Um, And so that's the, you know, it's obviously the risk reward and um, it's, it's fun as a fan, you know, there's not a lot of, (laughs) <laughs> Until you get into kind of finals time, there's not a lot of um cupcakes. So every game will be interesting.
1: Absolutely. And and the one thing that I, I will say about the schedule too, which has been a Wisconsin tradition for quite some time now is the quote unquote bottom tier teams here are a lot of in state teams. I mean, you get Milwaukee, you get Green Bay, uh Cat yep. who who isn't a, a you know a bottom tier team, but you know, there's, yeah. those are the sort of uh, – <laughs> uh, well, for people who are not Wisconsin fans, they don't think they're the bottom-tier team. But, you know, so at least in my opinion, those games are going to be challenging because those teams uh, – you know, not to say that, you know, for instance, Western Kentucky or um, – South Carolina state aren't going to be gunning for Wisconsin, but there's a little extra fire, you know, when it's an an in-state team, they're going to get Mm -hmm. some of their fans there. You know, it's just the nature of of college sports. So uh, this is a challenging schedule. As, As you said, Wisconsin's going to lose some games, you know, specifically at Virginia, you know, a game against Baylor, either Creighton or UCLA, Xavier. I mean, there are a lot of challenging games on this slate. And I think if you're a Badger fan, First thing is, you know, hope Wisconsin takes care of business. They don't blow any games here, you know, against the bottom tier teams. Right. Second, yeah. you know, hopefully they can they can uh, take care of home court in the winnable games. You know, for instance, they get Marquette at home. Um, they yeah, get Yale at run. home. You know, games like, yeah, games like that. And then you need to try to steal one either on a neutral court or that Temple Road game. I think that one's winnable. And if you can do that, I think you're in good position, but it's going to be a challenge. And you know, as you said, we'll we'll see what this Badgers team is made of real quick. But uh, mm-hmm. moving to the the league slate, um, you know, obviously people generally know what to expect. Um, any big takeaways from you? I you know they get Michigan State twice, they get Northwestern twice. Um, I believe this is the year they only get Minnesota once, which is kind of a bummer. Any any thoughts on the league slate?
0: Yeah, my thoughts on the league slate are that uh, it's 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 relatively tough. It's not um, it's not the worst, but it's it's on it's on the tougher ends of things as far as the um, balance of the multiplays and the where the games are played. But nothing that is going to decide you know um, their standings very much. Um, what the real thing I notice about their schedule is that it's backloaded. Um, I think they they catch a break in that they're, you know, we've got this week in December where we're playing Big Ten games and the Badgers start out uh, against Ohio State at home and then at Penn State. Um, And Penn State is obviously, they could be okay this year, but um, those are two winnable games. So it would be nice to get out to a 2-0 start and sort of, sit atop the standees for a month. <laughs> um, and they got a chance. Um, and then when the, when the game, when the conference play starts in earnest, their first three games are Indiana at home at Rutgers at Nebraska, another, which are all winnable games, obviously. Um, and then at Purdue home against Illinois, I'm not, they're not going to beat Purdue on the road, but home against Illinois is another winnable game. So they got a good chance to get out, um, and get some wins early in the Big Ten, which is nice for a for a younger team or team that's trying to figure out who's going to play the most minutes. Um, so that's so that's the good part. The bad part is that the this, this season ends with just pretty much a murderer's row of games. You know, they get at Iowa, at Michigan State, <laughs> Northwestern, at Maryland, Michigan, Purdue, Minnesota, at Northwestern, Michigan State. So it's just all the top teams in the conference and a bunch of road games against them. Um, so you know they're gonna they're definitely gonna lose a bunch of those games um they're gonna have to try to uh, hang in there uh, steal a couple um I think there's a pretty good chance um that their season comes down to the last game <laughs> i mean um is a very important last game, and it's because you can stay at home um mm-hmm. if, you know if I'm right that they're a bubble team, that's the kind of game that a bubble team needs to win, right They need to get those marquee wins to hang their hat on um so I'm actually really excited about it because um you know, it's 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 kinda of fun to be on the bubble where every game matters, not just your own games, but every other game <laughs> in the in division one, you're trying to figure out how it affects your RPI and stuff. Um, so I'm excited about that and it's really my big goal, my big hope for the Badgers this season is to keep the tourney streak alive. Um and I think it's doable. Um but uh, it's going to be a challenge, and especially down that stretch of of, of the Big Ten with all those tough games, um, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I concur, and I, um, I I will transition into season predictions here, but I did want to make one one comment or two as far as the leaks Lake goes. I, I tend to agree. I, I think you know a lot of these previews I've been saying for. You know, teams that are sort of on the bubble or maybe a little bit lower. I I consistently say, you know, you got to take care of business at home. You got to take care of business mm-hmm. in the games you should win. I actually think w- Wisconsin is almost a little bit of the inverse. Um, you got to pull off some upsets. Uh, you know, you have you have some tough games here, and you're going to have, as you said, that that back end of the schedule is very very difficult. You know, you're going to have to win some games on the road and or you're going to have to beat some good teams at home. So I, I think, you know, mm-hmm. certainly, as always, you know, you want to win the games you're expected to win. But I, I think this is a, a season where um, maybe Wisconsin has a, a decent handful of, of rough losses, so to speak. But if they have the big wins to counter it out, you know, I think they're going to end up in the uh, in the tournament. But that's a, a perfect way to transition into our uh, our season predictions, though. Um, best part of, the, of these podcasts, uh, what do you expect for the Badgers this year? Do they make the tournament? If if they do, um, how far do they go? Uh, and where do you
0: see them in the Big Ten? Well, I guess I've, I feel like I've been a little pessimistic, but I'm going to end on a high note. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say I think the Badgers will make the tournament. I think they'll finish, I'll say, 10-8 and eight in the Big Ten in a five-way tie for fourth place. Um, to keep that streak alive as well, and uh, I think they'll, I, f- I think they'll, uh, I don't know. Obviously, everything else is just kind of um, rolling the dice. Um, they're mm-hmm. this is a team that hopefully they get better as the year goes on, and I think they're not a team that anybody ever wants to play in March. Um, I think they're probably going to be similar to the last couple of years in that seven eight seed round where they're going to get a probably going to get a big team in the second round um, and get a chance to pull off the upset. And, um, so I'll go ahead and say, they do it, get back to the sweet 16, but I'm not, wow, I'm not predicting wow. that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. Personally, well, we, already, that's we got you to it though. So <laughs> yeah, I'm on, I'm on tape. Um, <laughs> that's always a goal as uh, a sweet 16 for me, because, you know, you get that whole week of talking about your program, pretty much the whole country. Um, and it's all you can really hope for, right? Is a Sweet 16. You can't really, unless you're a Michigan State this year, that kind of thing. You can't really hope for a Final <laughs> Four, but you can hope you can hope for a championship. But you can hope for a Sweet 16, and, and it's a realistic hope for, for a lot of teams because um, you just need to win a couple games mm-hmm. in March, and um, hopefully they'll do it. I'm
1: I'm with you for the most part. I have the Badgers as eighth in the league, um, so. They would lose the, the fourth-place streak, which I'm sure I'll be wrong on just because, you know, somehow Wisconsin always ends up finishing fourth or better. Uh, well, like I said, it's going to be is. a
0: five, five-way tie. It's going to be a five-way tie. Yeah, yeah, fourth, there so. you go. I'm so not even disagreeing. Um, they the eighth-best team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I think they will be a, a bubble team. I, I think there's going to be a little bit of pressure here on, on Selection Sunday, and I, I think a part of it is um, – you know they're gonna they're gonna have stru- uh, a challenge getting a bunch of big wins in non-conference play as they have in some of the years past. Just because, as we talked about, I think the schedule is very difficult. I think this is a team that will likely take some time before they can get their feet under them. And uh, you know it, it, we'll we'll see. You know when that happens. You know we've we've seen years past where Wisconsin sort of limps out of the gates, but they get their stuff together at, at some point. But, you know, in past years, you know, maybe it's in December, maybe it's in January and they've had times where it seems like it's almost February before they turn the corner. Um, I, I think this will be a year where at some point they, they become a lot more dangerous and, you know, for Badger fans, as we talked about, you're going to want to hope that it comes before that brutal closing slate and they can upset a couple of teams down the stretch, but I think this will be a, a solid team. I think they will take a noticeable step back, but overall I, I think it'll be a good season and the tournament streak will, will stay alive. But, um, but any Bart, any, any final thoughts before we let you go either on the Badgers, the big 10, um, and where can people check out your stuff? Sure.
0: Um yeah, I don't think I really have any final thoughts except that I'm really I'm really ready for the season to start and I was kind of following that Michigan State Fair State game on Twitter today, which is, a, you know, a sign of how desperate I am and <laughs> um, um I'm just ready to get started and uh and the site, you know, my site is uh, barttorvik.com, b a r t t o r v i k and it's always an exciting time of the year for me to try and learn how my site works again to see if it still works and <laughs> once the box scores, box scores start rolling in. So that's always a harrowing day. Um but I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. Well
1: thanks man we appreciate you coming on.
0: It was a pleasure. Thanks Thomas.
1: Um as a reminder everyone that's uh Bart he does a T rank sort of like Ken Palm. It's a little bit different. He uses a little bit of a different scoring system and more importantly, uh, there's no subscription fee, so I recommend everyone check it out. A lot of great content that he does over there, specifically with you know the Big Ten as he's a Wisconsin fan. But with that, I'm going to call it a night here. My name is Thomas Bendit. You can follow me on Twitter at t bendit. Uh, check out BT Powerhouse on on your favorite social media site. Please subscribe to our podcast either on iTunes um, Google play, et cetera. Uh, please give us a review. Uh, I, I don't know if I've asked for that on here before, but you know, give us five stars. If you're not going to give us five stars, don't give us anything. Don't review us. Uh, but, um, if you're going to give us five stars, review us and, uh, we would really appreciate any of that. Um, thanks for everyone for checking us out. We really appreciate all of you and we'll see you guys next time.